I'm promising to you now, I'm testifying to you now that you will surely be destroyed. Like the goyim that God is destroying from before you, so you will also be destroyed. As a result of you not listening to the voice of Hashem, your God. So one of the key elements of Moshe's speech is going to be that Bnei Israel were not selected because of their tzidkut, because of their goodness, rather because of the evil of the other enemy, of the enemy. Meaning, uh, it's not because of your goodness, rather, this is, like a, this is a little bit like a slap. Even if you're very good, I still didn't choose you because you choose you because the other ones were very so, bad. So, so what Moshe is going to say is, we're going to see it now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going, we're going to see. Okay, so the next piece is like this. Okay. No, no. There is no. There, there is something unique about us. But what's unique about us is is more is more. Uh, let, me, let me explain. The next piece, Moshe has the, the problem is that when Bnei Israel go in and they're successful, they may think that they are inherently better than other people. Meaning, how do the pagan people think? Their gaba goes up. Pagan people, they think that if we're winning, it's we are the chosen people. We're winning, right? But to think that you're just by by uh, what's it called? By dint of birth, you are the chosen people. That causes you to become complacent. So Moshe is now going to tell Bnei Israel, it is not because you're any better than other people that Hashem chose you. It is because the other ones were very bad. The other nations are very bad. And we know from the previous generation that he loves your, that, that he has a promise to keep with your forefathers. Which means that you, not only do you have nothing to be arrogant about, you also have to be careful. 
Because the same way you're only going in because they are bad. If you become like them, you're gonna, you're gonna then you're going to be lost equally. So that's the next piece, piece of Moshe's speech. <laughs> or better than the rejects. But, Mo, but Moshe is saying that strategically. Because he doesn't want them to get complacent. and if you become uh, like them, you're going to perish. That's it. It's very yeah. simple. And the simple word is if you become like them. You don't keep my commandments. Right. If you become like them, then you're, like, you're one of them. Right. Chapter 9. Listen, Israel, you are crossing the Jordan today to go and possess uh, or to conquer great nations that are stronger than you and cities that are big and fortified to the heavens. Nation of that are big and great sons of giants. That you've heard people would say. And that you know that people, when they talk about these people, they say, who can stand before these great giants? And you're about to go and fight them. So that's a big task. And you will know today, you shall know today, you should know today that God, Hashem your God, He is the one going before you. He's a consuming fire. He will destroy them. And He will humble them from before you. And you will, uh, you will drive them out and you will destroy them quickly as God said to you. Okay, so remember that these nations, you yourselves in the times of the Tarim, you yourself said they're too strong for us. And they are too strong for you. But Hashem is a consuming fire and He will conquer them for you. But then, don't say in your heart, when God pushes them away from you, you say, it's through my righteousness that God has brought me into this land. And the wickedness, it's their wickedness that God is driving them from before us. It is not because of your righteousness and the straightness of your heart that you're going to possess their land. For it is only because of their wickedness that God is driving them from before you. And to establish the promise, to keep the promise that He promised to your forefathers, Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And you shall know It is not because of your righteousness That God is giving you this land To possess Because to be honest You are actually pretty stiff-necked people You are pretty, pretty difficult people yeah. Now Moshe is going to go through their sins B'nai Israel's sins He's going to remind them That don't think you've been so perfect Meaning right now, you have to see you entering the land of Israel as a gigantic favor. The Borei Olam is doing you a chesed that you do not deserve. It's only by the fact that you're lucky that the nations are so bad that you're even able to go in right now. So don't get complacent. Okay? Don't go back to your ways. Remember, don't forget how you angered Hashem your God in the desert. From the day that you left Egypt until you came to this place, you've been rebellious against God. Remember, at Har Sinai, you angered God, and He got so angry at you, He was about to destroy you. When did this happen? When I went up to the mountain? To take the, the, 
the, the tablets, the tablets of the covenant, that God made with you. And I was sitting there on the mountain for 40 days, 40 nights, and I wasn't eating and I wasn't drinking, and we were supposed to have this glorious experience of receiving the Torah. <laughs> God then gave me the two luchot that are written with his hand. And on, all, on these tablets were all of the things that God spoke to you from within the fire on the day of the gathering, meaning the Ten Commandments. And it was after those 40 days and 40 nights that were supposed to be so glorious. God gave me the Luchot and we were so excited to make our covenant with Him. And then God said to me, uh, Get up and go quickly down from here. For your nation that you took out of Egypt has acted corruptly. They've left quickly the way that I've commanded them. They've made for them a molten image. And God said to me, saying, I've seen this people, I know them. They are stiff-necked people. Turn away from me and let me destroy them. And I will destroy, eradicate their name from under the heavens. And I will make you a greater nation than them. And then I turned and I went down from the mountain. And the mountain had the consuming fire of God. And the two luchot were in my hands. And I looked and I saw you had sinned against Hashem, your God. You made a, a, a molten calf. You, you left quickly from the way that God commanded you. So I took those two luchot and I threw them from my hands and I, and I crushed them from before your eyes. So I fell before Hashem again like the first time. The last time was to receive the, the Ten Commandments. This time, just to get Teshuvah. To do teshuvah. New generation of Israel after the 40 years in the desert, is he teaching them a history lesson or is he giving them like a full dose of ultimate Musar reminding yes. them how quickly they went? It's a full it's a full dose of ultimate yes, musar. Yes, he's trying sure. to he's trying to, to show what we don't know. Remind them that don't don't get your ego. You didn't deserve this. Remember, 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 remember that whenever this is something very interesting, but whenever Benesa did the golden calf. Moshe goes to Hashem and, Moshe, and Hashem tells him I'm going to destroy them I'll make you a new nation and Moshe starts crying and he gets Teshuvah he gets Teshuvah gets Kapara now did Bnei Israel know the extent to which they were about to be destroyed? no we don't know it's not the first time he's revealed to them that he fought on their behalf to keep them alive I don't know if it's not but the story is so that the ones that a few people died died yes yeah, three thousand people. So, so, so I know, but what I'm saying is, it could be that Bnei Israel don't know the extent to yeah, which they were in a time of peril, and it's and now Moshe is revealing to them. By the way, you think things are so rosy that you're just going to go into the land of Israel and it's just going to be you could do whatever you want and things are going to be good. Do you know that your own parents they were about to be completely destroyed if we're not for if we're not for me? 
Meaning, meaning, don't think. Meaning, there was a big, uh, a big thing in the time of, of the first destruction of the first temple. Yirmiyahu, the Navi, was telling all of Bnei Israel that the, the, the Beit Hamikdash is going to be destroyed. And the other Nevi'im said, you're a kofer. They said, you're a heretic. How can you, Jeremiah, tell us that the Beit HaMikdash is going to be destroyed? The Beit HaMikdash is the house of God. It could never be destroyed. This is, this is a place where we bring korbanot to Hashem. So the same way, Bnei Israel may go into Israel and say, we are the people of God. We can't be destroyed. Nothing can happen to us. I'm just trying to understand. Maybe you can't hear from what I'm saying. It's like, for example, when you want to give, let's say, rebuke or musar or anything else, Try to be very careful not to ever remind somebody that you went to a college school to present the truva to kind of remind them of their past, right? In general, in general, you're, it's considered lashon hara to bring up somebody's past if they're about to shuvah. Is it lashon hara when you're talking to the person, or is it just kind of like somebody's come a long way, made an effort to get to where they are? You want to talk about the past behind them? No, no. In general, in general, it's it would be you're not allowed to you're not allowed to bring it up. But here, in this case, it's different, I believe. I, the, of course, this is different. Because they're entering new land, they they have a big responsibility. But that's what I'm saying is that maybe 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 it's kind of like a history lesson. I mean, along the lines of what you're saying, it's kind of telling. Definitely, it is a history lesson. It's a reminder. You guys, you guys can go astray very quickly. I think that's an element of it. I think he's saying, look at your what your parents did. They almost got destroyed. It's just don't don't get complacent and think that because you're the chosen people of God, nothing can ever happen to you. That's not the way this thing works. That's what Moshe is trying to convince us. Still today we have to think like that. That's no difference. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the Jewish progressives. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Okay. <laughs> right, right. They, yeah, they went astray so quickly. <laughs> okay, okay. We we are apolitical in the shoe. We don't we don't hold political positions in the shoe. From them, from this time till now. Nothing has changed. We all we are out here because of this. Yeah. Because we went astray. It used to be worshiping golden calf. Now it's communism they worship. Yeah. Which is worse, really. Okay. Pasuk. <laughs> uh, seventeen. Uh, no, I did this all. Eighteen. 18. I fell before God like the first time 40 days and 40 nights. I did not eat. I did not drink. And it was all because of your sins that you did. That you did bad in the eyes of God in order to anger Him. For I was in a dread of the anger that God had against you. Meaning it was a very intense anger and God could become like that again. But luckily, God listened to me in that time and did not destroy you. And Aharon, God got angry also to destroy him. And I also prayed for Aharon at that time because Aharon was involved in the golden calf. And he never told you. Right. That we, we don't, see, we don't bring, this we don't bring up. This is not said This is not said. This is just said here. This is said here only. Now, why is Moshe inserting this into the story? Because he wants to show that we are no different than you. Yeah, even, 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 even Aharon, even Aharon, who is the Kohen Gadol, he can, if he sins, God can destroy him also. There is never in Yahadut an excuse of, of I'm in a 
in a more royal position so I could do what I want. Even Aharon, he can be this way. The more you're higher, the more you watch attentively. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, and your sin that you made that, that golden calf, I took the golden calf, I burnt it by and I, I crushed it into a little powder, and I took the dust of it, the, the crushed pieces of the eagle, and I put it into the water, into the into the brook that was coming from the mountain. And besides for the sin of the golden calf, also in Tavaira, where Ben Israel desired a desire and then God burnt the camp. Uvmasa, this was the place of the, the water where they asked for the complaint about the water. Uvkibrotata'ava, that's where they desired the, uh, in, in year two, when they desired the, the slut. When they, yes, when they had the, the thing, the when they ate the meat and then they, they ate so much that they all started dying. And there was a plague. All of those times, you all angered Hashem. And whenever God sent you from Kadesh Barnea saying, Go and uh, possess the land that I've given to you, you rebelled against the word of Hashem your God, you did not trust Him, and you did not listen to His voice. To be honest, you've been rebellious against God from the time, the time that I know you, from the very beginning. And why did I go there for 40 days and 40 nights? I, I had I done that because God had said He wanted to destroy you. But I prayed to Hashem and I said, Do not destroy the people that you redeemed in your greatness, that you took out of Egypt with a strong hand. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. Do not turn to, uh, to this, the, the, the stubbornness of this people and to their wickedness and to their sinfulness. Lest the nation say that God could not take, bring, you, bring us in because he could not, did not have the strength. Yes. And remember that they are your people and your, and your, uh, they're, they're your uh, inheritance that you took out with your strong hand and your great arm. So, so what Moshe is saying at the end is even when I prayed for you, I did not say, they are tzaddikim, they are so good. I said, I know they are terrible, but, but it's going to be a chidud Hashem. So, so Moshe tells B'nai Israel, even when I prayed to Borei Olam, it was only the fact that we didn't want to make a chidud Hashem that we kept you alive. This was a pretty intense, pretty intense dose of, of Musar. Can you think of somewhere else that... No. I guess it goes to show you... How significant the Abu Zara or obsessing over something non-godly. Okay. Okay.